the Marines that died yesterday, 20 years and six months old, getting ready to come home for Jordan to be with his wife to watch the birth of his son, and that feckless, dementia-ridden piece of just sent my son to die. To not say anything about, oh my God, I'm so sorry for the family. So my son is gone, and I just want all you Democrats who cheated in the election or who voted for him legitimately, you just killed my son. Best kid in the world. He couldn't ask for any better. Um, loved his family. His sisters absolutely adore him. He led his men into that, and they followed him. But I know, I know in my heart of hearts he was out front. And they would have followed him through the gates of hell. We think the citizens that were not brought out number in the low, very low hundred. Number in the low, very Podcast Radio, and your host with balls of steel, 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 steel. Your voice of reason during times of treason. The angry one, Jeff Kaufman. recording of this lady um, talking about the loss of her son and um, I find it extremely um, aggravating this is the effect of propaganda this is the effect of propaganda this is the effect of the MAGA crowd this is someone that was a Trump supporter since the fucking beginning she's obviously upset she lost her son I'm I you know what what can I say both me and my wife uh her biological son my stepson uh is in the service I can't imagine having to deal with the loss of someone that you love like your son for instance to the service of this country it should not matter who the president is but apparently it does i can i can understand and then totally feel her anger but as a democrat who voted for joe biden 
I want to really know where her outrage was before. Where was her outrage when we heard stories about Donald Trump calling our soldiers losers and suckers? Where was her outrage when the fallen uh, Special Forces soldier, and I can't remember his name right now, God help me, I just was just talking about him. Before I did the show, now I can't remember his name. And now I feel like a fucking asshole. But we had a Special Forces soldier that was killed in, uh, in Africa during Trump's presidency. And apparently he called his wife and said, uh, well, he knew what he was getting into. He knew what he was getting into when he signed up. Where was this woman's outrage? You know, matter of fact, where was the MAGA crowd outrage for the four years of Trump's presidency? Where was their outrage when we pulled out of Syria? Supposedly, because I don't even know. But Donald Trump uh, and <laughs> the Trump Corporation just happens to own the Trump Towers and Plaza in Istanbul. I don't know about you, but I find it kind of odd that we just pulled out of Syria with no fucking warning, abandoning the Kurds. We watched women and children get shot and killed right in the fucking streets. Prisons full of ISIS. Our own base abandoned. We left behind shit too. But the MAGA crowd didn't get outraged. MAGA crowd was fine with what we did in Syria and how it played out and how we abandoned our allies and how we watched women and children gunned down in our streets, in their streets. Prisons filled with ISIS prisoners let loose and joined up and partied with the Turkish fucking fighters. We watched all that play out. The MAGA crowd didn't... Uh, didn't blink an eye. Now they have a reason for outrage. Now they have a reason for outrage. And to be honest with you, it's amazing how they just jump all over this with this whole mindset, this whole, it's Joe Biden's fault. Now it's the Democrats' fault. We uh, Let's further demonize the left. If that's what you want to call us. The left, liberals, whatever the demonization is of the day. If you don't agree with the MAGA crowd and think Donald Trump was a great president, you're a liberal leftist demoncrat. And she, I'm sorry, the mother of this soldier, is the product of Donald Trump's propaganda. She's a product of Fox News propaganda. She's a product of Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, Glenn Beck, and Rush Limpballs. She's a product of the Republican propaganda outlets. And now I'm the reason why her son was killed. Me, because I voted for Joe Biden. Well, I'm so sorry for your loss. I think it's horrible that anybody has to go through this. I don't want to have to go through this. But it's not my fault that your son is dead. It's no Democrat's fault that your son is dead. 
It's not really Joe Biden's fault. Your son is dead. Uh, unfortunately, it's the fault of the person on the other side of the fucking weapon that killed this soldier. I mean, I'm 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 not trying to be a cold-hearted asshole. Don't 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 get me wrong. And I don't believe that, hey, uh, you know, I don't believe in this in, in what Donald Trump said. You know, he knew what he signed up for. He knew what he was getting into when he signed up. Don't get me wrong. I'm not that cold-hearted. But I am a realist. And I do realize what can happen when you join the military. It is one of those dire outcomes of joining the military. It is a possibility that when you're in the military, you might be sent to a hostile place and be shot at. Because guess what? You joined the military. Am I being cold-hearted? No. I don't think so. I've heard a lot of the MAGA crowd when they talk about the police supportive of the police and they bring up the same antiquated argument when a police officer's lost in the line of duty. They want to bring they want to blame everything and everybody but the fact that it was a criminal that killed that police officer. God forbid the criminal was uh Hispanic or an illegal alien. Do you understand where I'm getting at? There's always someone to blame for something. The unfortunate possibility of having a family member in the military is a possibility that that family member may have to be put in harm's way. It's a reality you have to face. It's something I think about, being that I am a stepfather to a a great young man with a, a, a new family pregnant wife I couldn't bear I couldn't handle it I don't even want to think about it but unfortunately that is a possibility and part of reality if you have a family member in the military you don't want that to happen nobody wants that to happen no one is saying that it's expected I don't think anybody's sitting there saying, well, yeah, it was bound to happen. He knew what he signed up for. I'm definitely not saying that. What I am saying is, I know what he signed up for. 
I don't remember the saying exactly, and I and I hope it, it comes off right. I don't, you know, want to come off like an asshole, but I mean, let's just be honest. The reality of the situation, and that is the reality of the situation. What kills me is how someone's going to blame me and blame other Americans because they voted for someone that was a better choice than Donald Trump. Donald Trump was not a good president. The four years we had under him was great for white people. It's great for those of us that are tuned into Fox and think Sean Hannity should be a dinner guest great for people that believe in what MAGA was pushing. It's great for those who bought into the symbolism, who bought into the tyranny of white Christian power through a man who doesn't even have a single line from the Bible memorized or could even say the Father's, the, the Lord's prayer. What I'm trying to say is this is horrible. What, what what happened in Afghanistan is horrible, but well, what are you um, upset about? You don't want our men and women in harm's way. You don't want them to be out there in endless wars, costing America tons of money. This was the narrative of the right during Donald Trump's presidency. We need to pull our troops out of everywhere. America first. Is that not what you people wanted? Is that not what the MAGA crowd was asking for? America first. Get us out of these situations. Get us out of these war zones. Get us out of these, you know, whatever. You people were like cheering on Syria. You didn't give a damn about the Kurds. You didn't give a damn about the women and children that were lost after we pulled out you didn't care you didn't blink an eye now you have a reason to be inflamed like a hemorrhoid if Donald Trump pulled us out of fucking Afghanistan and you saw all the imagery that you saw during Biden's pull out of Afghanistan you wouldn't blink an eye because it was the same imagery you saw, except for the, of course, the, the C9s taking off with people trying to hold on. But it's the same imagery I saw during the Syria pullout by Donald Trump. And you people didn't blink an eye. You didn't care. You didn't care. You didn't care about the mourning uh, mother of two children that were gunned down in the street just because of their ethnicity and religious beliefs. That wouldn't have happened unless we pulled out of Syria and abandoned the very allies that fought with us while we were in Syria. Now, here's the thing. I don't think we should have been in Syria in the first place. I'm glad we pulled out of Syria. But we did it botched then. Donald Trump botched the fuck out of Syria. Totally botched it. We all were like, ah, just brown people. Who cares? No, no, allies of ours. 
They wear towels on their heads. We don't care about them. You didn't blink a fucking eye. Because Donald Trump is president. It was perfectly okay. Ah, oh, whatever he wants to do. Right? Didn't blink a fucking eye. Afghanistan? Oh, you're blinking eyes. Oh, God, look at this. Oh, it's horrible. All this horrible shit's happening. Oh, Biden's the worst president we ever had. Ah. So if Donald Trump was president, it would have been perfectly okay, though. Yeah, well, that's, that's the business of uh, war. That's what happens, guys. I watched a couple of interviews the other day. I thought it was kind of interesting. People were being asked about what we should do in Afghanistan. Oh, they were so upset. They had all, oh, my God. Oh, we're angry. We're upset about this. Uh, Joe Biden did a shitty job. It was horrible. Oh, blah, 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 blah. oh, those horrible people on the runway trying to hold on to that jet. and All oh, those poor people. And then they asked them. So should we let these refugees come to America? Should we give them homes here in America? Should we give them a place to stay here in America? You know what the answer was? Well, I don't know about that. Hold on, wait a second. What, what, what are, you, are you talking about bringing those same people over here now? No, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. You were perfectly okay with Syria. Now you're upset about Afghanistan. Am I comparing apples to oranges here? No, I'm not. It's just the derelicts, the morons, the sheep, the dumbasses that think Donald Trump was a good president are the ones that are upset. But they were fine with it when Donald Trump pulled that shit in Syria. They were just peachy. Man, it's cool, dude. Don't worry about it, man. It's all good. <clears throat> I feel horrible for this family. I really do. And I feel horrible for anybody who, who loses a family member that's in service. I, mean, I have to be a cold-hearted piece of shit. I have a son that's in service. I have to be a cold-hearted piece of shit. I would. But it is a reality. It's not something you ever want to have to face, but it is the reality of what happens when you join the military. There is that possibility that one day you're going to be loaded up on a C9 and flown to a freaking hostile country and have to do something where your life is going to be put in jeopardy. Because that is kind of the basis of the military. You are the military of the United States of America. And the loss of any life in the military is horrible. And it should never happen. Nobody wants that to happen. And no, I'm God. And, you know, knowing that I have a family member that's in active service, that has a, a pregnant wife and a, a very small child at home and a dog that we gave him... <laughs> You know, I love this kid. I love this. I love his family. I, I would do anything for him if I had all the money in the world. If he called me up and needed something, I'd have it. It's the way I roll. And, you know, he's family. He's my wife's biological son. This kind of thing would just totally destroy her and me. But unfortunately... I, I hate to say it, but that is the risk you take as an American when you have a family member that's 
in the armed service. And of course, it's not anything anybody wants to see happen. But the possibility is always there. And that's scary. But I am not going to, if tomorrow, if, 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 if we found out tomorrow something bad happened, would I be blaming Joe Biden? And would I be blaming uh, my Demo- the Democratic Party? Would I be blaming anybody but the person who caused his death? The enemy of this country. Whoever may have pulled the trigger or uh, you know, pushed the button. That's the person I'm going to be angry at. An enemy of our country. I'm not going to be angry at the President of the United States. Now, Joe Biden could have done a better job. No shit. But who would you rather have? Would you rather have someone pulling us out of a, a, a war that we've been a, a, a part of for 20 fucking years for good reason? Or would you have someone pulling us out of a fucking conflict because they have property in the fucking country that's opposed to us being there in the first place? What was the, the Trump Tower and Plaza's worth? Two point, three point something billion dollars? It's in Istanbul. How hard is it to visualize the president of the United States, Donald Trump, getting his arm twisted over $2.3 billion worth of property in an adjoining country that doesn't even want us taking part in what's going on in Syria. So when we pulled out, come on, what was the reason? And to do it so, well, the way that we did it, so abruptly, without reason, without cause, without just abandoning everything, leaving behind a, a, a fucking base and everything else that we did. Where was the outrage then? Where was your outrage then? I'm angry about this. I'm angry about what's what happened in Afghanistan. I'm angry that this woman lost her son. I'm angry that our men or women are put in harm's way. But I'm also grateful that this shit's going to end. We're not going to be hearing about the loss of life in Afghanistan. We're not going to hear about the conflict in Afghanistan. We're not going to hear about loss of life there anymore. Because this shit's over. And we should be happy about it. We should be rejoicing that this war is over. We should be rejoicing that we're bringing our men and women and everything. And we brought everybody and everything home that we were supposed to bring home. We left some shit behind we shouldn't have left. Oh, fuck. It's not the first president to do that, people. It's not the first president to fuck shit up. What we should be worried about right now, what we should be focused on in this country right now, is the effects of the propaganda that's working against the unity of this country. The effects of propaganda where a woman who loses the life of her son during a conflict in the armed forces of this country, in the service of this country, is blaming Democrats, fellow Americans. And that is a product of propaganda. That is what propaganda does. And it angries people and enrages people. Throws fuel on the fire. But that's propaganda's job. That's how this all works. This is how this all plays out. This is how the Republican Party is running. This is how the Republican Party is is challenging the idea of getting a, a president back in the in the White House. Oh my God, the Republican Party wants it wants that power back so bad. 
but they go to any lengths to obtain it, including serious criminal propaganda that's targeted at dividing this country, that's doing a great job. It's been doing a great job since the beginning, and it's fucking just destroying what this nation is. Fox News is, is, is detrimental to the cause of the decline of unity in this country. You know, there's one thing that tells us the news. It's another thing that tells how we should feel about the news. And that's exactly what Fox News does. It doesn't tell you the news. Sean Hannity doesn't tell you the news. Gutman doesn't tell you the news. You know what these people do? They tell you what to think of the news. They tell you how to be angry, how to react, how to feel. I tried to give an example. It was a horrible analogy, but I'll, I'll do it again. This is, this is how the propaganda works. This is how news works. The news should be like this. It rained in Sacramento. More at four, Bob. Okay, thanks. It rained in Sacramento, thanks. Okay, this is Fox News when it rains in Sacramento. It rained in Sacramento today because liberals and Democrats... And Nancy Pelosi just can't get their shit straight. You know, this America would just be a whole lot better America. You know, but it's it just those damn Democrats. You can't tell us the fucking news. You have to tell us who to blame, how to feel, and how to fix it. That's not the news. The Fairness Doctrine is something that uh, was something I, I thought would be interesting, and it's supposed to stop bullshit. Of course, you can thank Ronald Reagan. Of course, you can thank Ronald Reagan for doing away with this. But the Fairness Doctrine was to keep news and journalism secure from propaganda. Imagine that. Imagine one of the most rejoiced presidents of the Republican Party, Ronald Reagan, just happened to do away with this fairness doctrine. And you wonder why the Republicans cheer on Reagan, his administration, think it was the greatest thing since the dawn of time. Yeah, because it opened up all the doors to exactly what the Republican Party is doing today. Hiding behind the First Amendment and the freedom of the press to spread propaganda, falsehoods, misinformation, and lies. And turning a woman who lost her son in a conflict into a parrot who repeats the narrative and repeats everything that she's been told by the Republican Party through Fox News. How to feel, how to act, who to blame. This is Danger Close USA, angry, pissed off American podcast radio. I'll be right back.
guess I I have my own theories about how propaganda has been orchestrated in this country to work for the benefit of the Republican Party. And I've talked about it before, and I just I think it bears being mentioned again. The Republican Party saw a giant opening occur in their numbers when Obama became president. Now, the Democratic Party stood for a long time for the Southern working class of America. It really did. And it was emboldened with racism when Obama became president that all changed you saw a large number of Democrats jump ship when Obama became president I can name one right off the bat Zell Miller the governor of Georgia diehard Democrat Obama became president a diehard Republican. As an executive chef and a working head chef in this area, I had uh, uh, the opportunity to meet Zell Miller on numerous occasions. I cooked for him several times. Man likes his hot dogs. Well, he's, he's passed. But I can still remember him and, uh, a couple of congressmen and a senator named John Snow coming into a very fancy restaurant at the time, ordering a $35 plates of food, but not Zell Miller. No, Zell Miller ordered a fucking hot dog. Not joking. That's how I was introduced to Zell Miller. And his explanation to me personally was he was eating. Like he felt like he he earned to eat. It's uh, some some reasoning. I can't remember his exact wordage. But while he was sitting there, and these people were ordering, uh, you know, cocktails and uh, you know thirty five dollar filet mignons, he was ordering hot dogs because he believed since he was representing the people, he wasn't, you know, I don't know. His it was all just about money, really. But I remember he jumped ship when Obama came president, and I had the opportunity to talk with him again when I was the the manager at a local coffee shop that had a uh, built-in bookstore that was owned by somebody else. But he was there to sign books. And he came in, and he remembered me because I had cooked for him several times, several times when I was the executive chef and when I was just the lead chef, uh, actually the head chef above me. Uh, was who I was working under when I first met Zell Miller. The second time I met Zell Miller when I became the executive chef at the Ridges Resort in Hiawassee, Georgia. Uh, but I was the uh, manager of the Daily Grind in Murphy, North Carolina. And we had a bookstore. I forget. Beans and Novels, I believe it's called. Was the name of the place? Beans and Novels or something like that. I can't remember. But it's a little bookstore built into the shop owned by a very nice lady. And uh, she had the uh, the pleasure of having Zill Miller come in and do a book signing. It was shortly uh, 
Well, this was, I think, in 2008, 2009, maybe, 2010, maybe. Um, and I was opening the bookstore. Or as I, I was opening the coffee shop when he came in. I think it was 8 o'clock in the morning. He showed up. I think his book signing started in about an hour. He was uh, walking around the town, uh, talking to people. I met with the mayor uh, at the time and uh, came in for a cup of coffee. And then he found out we had hot dogs. So we brought up the discussion about hot dogs. Of course, I asked him if he remembered me. And he said, yes, of course I do. You were one of the chefs at the, uh, the old Fieldstone place. I said, yeah, I worked under Daniel Baker. And then I became the executive chef. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I said, I always wondered, why did you leave the Democratic Party? I won't say what his answer was. I won't. Because I actually liked Zell Miller. But his answer was the reason why I stayed a Democrat. I won't say it, and, and, and I because I will say it, it will tarnish who he was as a person. Because this was just me, him, and a coffee shop. And it was very candid. He believed in something, and Obama represented the opposing view of it, I suppose. Put it that way. His, his answer was not a good answer. It was not the answer a man of my intelligence would want to hear from a man of his intelligence. Let's put it that way. And that is why I stayed a Democrat. All the rats jumped ship when Obama became president. So, you know, I, I don't want to talk about this lady and, and the loss of her son. I wanted to say my piece because God forbid anything should happen to my son, my wife's biological son, my stepson, my stepson's brother, our family member. Something was to happen to him. I would be devastated. So would my wife. We would be completely devastated, but I'm not going to blame Republicans. And I don't know how I would feel if Trump was president and something had happened to my son. And I guess initially I would have to blame the president of the United States. But in the end, you should be blaming the person behind the trigger, the person that pushed the button, because that was an enemy of this country and it should not matter who the president of the United States was. So I have to say, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I had my peace. I don't really understand why this has become a subject where we're pointing fingers and saying Democrats are the people to blame. But apparently it is a subject because apparently that's how propaganda works in this country and that's the effect of it. Instead of respecting me as a fellow American, now I've been demonized in the cause of this lady's son's death. That's what propaganda does that's the effect of propaganda you're gonna blame me because fox news because sean andy mark levin glenn beck any one of these assholes mr gutman whatever his fucking name is i don't even care anybody at fox geraldo as weird as it is you know you would think geraldo would have some sort of foundation of i don't know charismatic pride in himself I don't, I don't know how to really describe what I see in Geraldo. I just see a well-paid puppet. It's what I see. It occasionally has emotional breakdowns. This is Danger Close USA. I'll be right back.
I've, I've just gotten to the point where I've, I've given up even trying to communicate with the right. I just, I can't do it anymore. It's not that I think I'm better than them. It's just, I really don't have the patience for it anymore. I don't have the intestinal fortitude to put up with fucking MAGA dipshits any longer. And I'm sorry. Just that my time on earth is very limited like everybody else's and I do not wish to spend or waste another feckless moment trying to communicate with a bunch of fucking morons. I've attempted several times to bridge that gap. I just can't do it. And I've tried to understand the mentality of Trump supporters. I've tried to comprehend the reason why they support Trump. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Some of it has to do with the fact that he's white. Some of it also has to do with the fact that he's a, a bigoted fuck. And then there's some reasons also, like the fact that he's a worthless, slimy fucking piece of shit. And apparently, some people find that attractive in people. For some reason, people are attracted to slimy orange balls of shit. I just can't put my finger on why. I myself have no admirations to cheer on a slimy orange ball of shit. I have no ideals that I can muster that would subsequently allow me to dismiss my conscious thought processes in order to do join some group of fucking idiots that praise a giant orange slimy ball of shit. I just can't do it. I just don't have the ability or the lack of intellectualism to be able to become a Trump supporter. I do not have the ability to dismiss my conscious self so I can join up and team up with a group of people that praise a giant ball of slimy orange shit. I just don't have it in me, America. I just don't have that ability to be able to coexist with the MAGA crowd. I must lack... Oh, no, I must have more DNA, actually. I just don't lack the DNA substitute that they must have traded their intellectualism for 
smaller penis? I don't know. Special Olympics out here in the highway today. Sorry. No, I, I really, honestly, I've, I've given up trying to communicate with the right anymore. I've, I've realized what kind of people support the right, and I've pretty much dismissed them from my life. There are some people who I still respect that are Republican conservatives. But for the majority that I've met that are Trump supporters, I have very little in common with. And what I do have in common with is something they don't respect anyways, the love for this country. Oh, when they find out you're a Democrat, you're automatically put in this category of, uh, you know, some sort of tree-hugging... Uh, lesbian loving uh, grass smoking hippie ish uh, sex loving uh, fucking pervert uh, demon from hell when really all it is is the fact that I see Donald Trump for what he is and what the Republican Party became and why so many Republicans jumped ship when Obama became president. See, all these things added up to me. It's just very unfortunate that we have so much division in this country, but it's all been very well orchestrated by the right. This division was created purposefully by the right. So therefore, I no longer, I can't, I just cannot do it anymore. I cannot take part in insulting my own intelligence by listening to the explanations from the right, their support of Donald Trump, how much they love and admire the man, how great things were under him. I mean, you have to fucking be the most stupidest fucking person on the face of this goddamn planet. If you think Donald Trump was good for America, you have to be fucking dumb. You really have to be fucking stupid. Oh, I can't wait for another four years of Trump. I mean, come on. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, four years of Trump was just the most magnificent four years this country has ever had. How much crack do you smoke in order to come up with that fucking idea? And if it's not crack, it's some sort of magical mushrooms. LSD, perhaps. Some lysergic acid. I know it's not THC, because I don't have the fucking problems you have. So it's got to be something else. I mean, what the fuck do you have to be on to lose touch with reality so bad 
that you would look forward to another four years of Trump. I love the division. It was great. I knew what side I was on. I was on the white power side. And all you fucking people are liberals. The rest of you, anyways. If you don't support Trump, you're a liberal, democratic, lesbian dog worshiper. I mean, that's the, that's the mentality. That's what I endured. Well, I just don't like Trump. Oh, you're one of those liberals, aren't ya? Oh, you think I should marry my dog? Huh? Get engaged to my cat? Huh? Uh, marriage is for a man and a woman only. God smite you. I hope he does. Over dinner. You choke on a chicken wing. You Walmart shopping watermelon eating chicken eater. I mean, that's the mentality I have, I've had to deal with. Oh, man. When I was working in this town doing construction, you know, you intermingle with great people when you do construction for a living. Great people. People you want to invite over for dinner. <sighs> Not really. But, boy, I had an eye-opening experience working with some of the local people here in this little town of mine. And I realized, wow, I live in a community full of racist bigots who go to church every Sunday. Who are openly racist bigots. I met a pastor who literally preaches racism for his Sunday sermon. I don't believe in intermingling of the races. It says so in the Bible. Sheep should not fornicate with gorillas. I'm like, what the fuck? We don't have a whole lot of black people in our community. And not a whole lot of black people join our church. And that's good, because they're all antiquated farm equipment anyways and belong in a shit. Because they ain't coming into my church. You think I made that shit up? I actually fucking heard that from someone that I worked with. That's the mentality. And people are like, man, I would have quit that job in a heartbeat. Oh, really? Yeah? You got a family to feed. You need to make about $600 a week. Good luck finding a job that pays that much a week. Yeah, I had to bust my ass, almost kill myself, injure myself, climb really stupid shit really high and do stupid shit while I was up there. But I had to make money. And sometimes in the adult world, folks, men have to bite their fucking pride, shut their mouth, zip it up, and put their head down and work. So for some of the people out there that heard about my experience, they were like, oh, I would have quit my... Fuck you, man. I wouldn't have worked for some racist piece of shit. Believe me, I didn't want to be there either. But I happen to have this thing called a wife, and she happens to like those things on the wall called switches to work. When they go up, the light should come on. When they go down, the light should go off. The problem is, if it goes up and the lights don't come on, daddy's not doing a good job. No, daddy fucking up if you're not fucking turn the light on. The light no go on, somebody fuck up, okay? In reality, that's that's what I was exposed to. The upper echelons of this community. And how they really view black people. Not that I didn't see it one Halloween when I was taking my kids trick-or-treating when I met several people dressed up like Obama with targets on their back and a sign on the front that says, please don't shoot, this is a costume. I think I'm kidding. 
yeah, I, I actually went up to John, Senator John Snowhouse with my kids for trick-or-treating on Hill Street in Murphy, North Carolina, where I was introduced to a, a gentleman dressed up like Obama who turned out to be, well... Anyways, politically speaking, I'm, you know, I've given up on the Republican Party. Socially speaking, I've given up on the Republican Party. As an American, I've given up on the Republican Party. I don't really expect a whole lot of people to disagree with me on this. What we see in the Republican Party is insanity. The things they've said since January 6th has been insane. Oh, it was just it was just like a normal day at the Capitol building. I don't know what everybody's bitching about. It was just, you know, if you didn't know what was going on, it was just a typical day. I mean, come on! The fuck are you painting here? I mean, Picasso was abstract, but you motherfuckers, we're dealing in reality and you're still painting abstract. Like, we're really this fucking stupid. I'm not this fucking stupid. Why the fuck are you this fucking stupid? The fuck did you do wrong in life to become so fucking stupid? I know, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. Forgive me. If you can. I need a vacation. Oh, God. Now, but I've just, I've pretty much just fucking said, fuck it, I'm done. Don't care anymore. Can't, I can't bridge the gap anymore. I just can't fucking do it anymore. I can't, I just can't fucking do it. Just don't have it in me. I can't care. I don't care. Don't want to care. The reasonings are insane. I've lost a lot of friends since uh, Donald Trump became president. I really did. I lost a lot of friends, a lot of people I uh, were acquaintances with all over Trump. And And the reason why is because I can't be friends with someone who can't see Donald Trump. It's not my opinion I expect him to agree with. It's the persona of his character, who he is as a human being, the things he says. Those are the things I kind of hope you might agree with. Those are the things I kind of hope you might go, hmm. He's been on full display since the very beginning. He has shown America what he stands for. How he stands for. Who he is as a person. His character and personality all on full display as candidly as possible. You motherfuckers still cheer him and I don't 
get it. I don't see it. I don't understand it. And I really don't give a flying fuck, to be honest with you, either. It's just that I know my country's on the line again, and a few years, we're going to be having another vote for president. And I really don't think that we can afford another four years of Donald fucking Trump. I don't think anybody can afford it. And I don't think that we need to bring it upon ourselves as a nation to accept the possibility, even. Just the, 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 the mere idea that this piece of shit could even win again. But here we are. Facing the reality that the right has not given up on conquering this country. That the right has not given up on the idea of overthrowing this country. And developing some sort of Christian theocracy. See, my greatest fear isn't Donald Trump winning. is that someone else taking his blueprint and tweaking it. So where he failed, they can succeed. And I think a lot of them, a lot of these politicians on the right are looking at those blueprints. They know where he fucked up and how he failed. And they know what to do this time. Let's put it this way. Donald Trump is an amateur compared to people like DeSantis. And when I say Donald Trump's an amateur, I mean he's an amateur because he really didn't have all the know-how. know-how. He really didn't have all his T's crossed and his I's dotted. But here's the thing. doesn't matter.
do good by this country, we have to address the criminality at large, and the criminality at large is propaganda. The criminality at large is an idealism supported by people like Tucker Carlson and John Hannity, Mark Levin, Glenn Beck. This shit is criminal. It's not journalism. It's not news. It's what they want you to think and how they want you to feel and how they want you to react. Those are the things we need to address in this country. We need to get away from propaganda. We need to stop propaganda. We need to quit, end, decease, desist, whatever. We need to end the propaganda. We need to end it. Because the longer it continues, the more we're going to see reactions like this, the more we're going to hear this line, this narrative, this misconstrued in misinformation that they spread. But they will take a soundbite, like this lady who lost her son, and has every right to be angry and say what she feels like she should say. But they're going to use this to further demonize the Democratic Party. We voted for Biden because we know what danger Trump really is. It's not a figment of our imagination. It's not something we make up. It's not something people don't see. These are things that a majority of Americans saw for four years and voted against, never to see again. It's unfortunate this woman lost her son. It's unfortunate that she thinks that I'm to blame and you're to blame and anybody else that's a Democrat that voted against Donald Trump is to blame. But the bottom line is the only person to blame is the person that was push, pushing the button and pulling the triggers that kill our armed forces. And we can be as angry as we want at the president. At the bottom line, at the end of the day, it was an enemy of the country that killed our, 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 our men and women when they were in Afghanistan. And if we want to be factual, then every president including Joe Biden, should be held accountable for what happened in Afghanistan and every loss of life. And all the losses of life during Donald Trump's presidency should be blamed on Republicans. I should blame every Republican voter for every lost American in the armed forces under Donald Trump. If we were to use her logic, her loss of one life, we can take the several thousand that were lost during Trump's administration and blame every Republican who voted for the piece of shit. Or we can just take one loss of life and turn it into what it is now. I don't think that's how her son would want to be remembered. I don't think her, her, his dad would want his memory to be remembered. But that's what they... That's what they're, I mean, I, I can't blame them for the way they feel. I have no, I have no objection to the things they said, except to the fact they're blaming Democrats. Where was their outrage during Trump's presidency for four years when we were losing life in Afghanistan, in Iraq, every conflict we had? Where was their outrage? When our men and women were being killed under Donald Trump, where was the outrage then? Now you got somebody to blame. Now you got somebody to point fingers at. Now you have something to feel. Now you have a reaction to have. And your reaction is going to meet her reaction because this is propaganda and that's the fuck how it works. Welcome to America, home of the free and the brainwashed motherfuckers. You people need to wake the fuck up. Or you need to be sheep. Was that, was that a goat? Bah, there.
I'm a sheep. No, actually, I'm a sheep dog, but fuck off. Enough of that. This is Danger Close USA, angry, pissed off American podcast radio. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry, it wasn't the greatest show. I'm never going to be good. It's okay. If you tuned in, thanks. Sorry, I wasted your time. <laughs> this is Danger Close USA, angry, pissed off American podcast radio, and your host, Jeff Kaufman. Have a good day, America.